Vida Hodna Kwab. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Thank you so much. It's good to see you, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I love that you have a puppy with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I just got, or we as a family just got a new puppy a week ago. Uh, and when I talked to you, we talked about, okay, we need to like book this at the New Year's. And then I didn't think, well, I need to bring that because I can leave that puppy home alone for three hours or whatever it would take. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I've become one of those people who just bring their puppy everywhere. Dude, I don't think you can leave the puppy at home at all for like even an yeah, yeah, hour yeah, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it has to be with you yeah, for yeah. 24-7. Where's, yes. the, where's the puppy sleeping? Uh, next to our bed. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, that's good. Our other dog, because we have one more, <laughs> uh, she defends that bed so she will not be allowed to get up there, yeah. No, okay. That's the only time she gets strict with the with the new dog. Yeah, how old's yeah. the other dog? Uh, 11 years. Oh, yeah, I yeah. see. So she's an older, older Tispa. Wiser, oh, yeah. yeah. Older, like the Yoda of dogs. Yes, yes. Is it the same breed? Yeah, they're both the uh, Buhun, which I still don't know what it is in English. A no. dog. A uh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she's also a mixed uh, border collie. So, yeah, she's a busy... Busy, smart dog. Yeah, she That's can open good. doors from like when they're reversed. Mm. Like she'll stand on the wall and open it. Yeah, she's a. Uh, she can she'll... download porn for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she understands English. Like <laughs> we can't say uh, tour, we have to say trip. But now she understands trip. Okay, she's uh, <laughs> so, she's on Duolingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's learning real yeah. quick. So now it's wir uh, gehen. We have to go. Yeah, yeah. A German on it. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, um, congratulations on getting a dog, bro. I got my puppy in Easter last year, English Bulldog, and it's just such a, I don't know, it's, I, it's such a beautiful phase. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, the puppy yeah. phase, and you just kind of get to watch this dog grow and form that connection. It's almost like, you know, in Avatar, you know, like the movie Avatar, when they connect their hair yeah, yeah, to the yeah. hair of, like, you form the bond. <laughs> it's sort of like yes, yeah. exactly like that. Because it's it's just a blank sort of space, mm. and then you get to fill it with all. <laughs> it's like you have to teach it now, or else it will never learn. So yeah. it's sort of a pressure and a nice uh, period. Yeah, it's like what Andrew Tate does to eighteen-year-old chicks. Yes, I, <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> I did not know who that guy was. <laughs> I don't have TikTok. No, like, congratulations. Yeah. that's me though. Uh, but I'm, you know, I I th- guess I, I my cutoff point was snapchat yeah then it was like, i i i don't have the time for pictures to disappear that, 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 no. that can't be in my life do you, but do you have snapchat or you didn't get it i i have it like some ex-girlfriend downloaded it like 10 years ago or whatever mm. and uh so my my nickname on there is horrible it's like the worst it's vidalicious oh, i love it <laughs> tasty yeah yeah it, it sounds like i'm selling stuff on there um <laughs> but uh but yeah i never like so people have added me, but uh, yeah, I don't use it. Uh, but then I, when this Andrew Tate came up and a uh, small dick energy, whatever, and I, <laughs> I read it, and it's funny to read those, uh, the commentary uh, underneath the like the Facebook cases or whatever, because mm. you didn't see the 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 angry young men coming out. Like it, it, they were so uniform, you know. It's like the same thing with the vaccine deniers or mm. the Trump. Like it's always like this. Now it's a different group, but they they all have the same traits, and they all use the same lingo, like MSM and uh, do, do you trust the media? And I so I did some research about Andrew Tate because they were saying he's not like that at all. He's not a woman, 
you know, he's not not saying that women should be beneath men. And then I saw some stuff, and uh, it seems that he is. That's exactly <laughs> what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of the shit gets real weird when he starts, because <laughs> I think that he has some good points. You know, like about whatever it is, like business, and you know, you gotta kind of form your own way in the world and don't rely on people who don't have walked the path you want to all that whatever some good shit but then he'll just drop in like women should be the property of men and if you're uh what is it like if you're uh if you're if you're a girls on only fans you should get like 60 or 80 percent of all the money and like just a bunch of weird shit man he, <laughs> he did it he did an interview with pierce morgan as well and pierce said the taliban have you know when they took over when america left they said that they were going to uh, allow females to have an education and then they just went back on that straight away yeah, no yeah. chicks do you think that's right he couldn't say no i think that's wrong <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like you have the perfect chance just yeah, to say yeah. it and then they go nah fuck that it's not like you have a party line you need to follow nah. you know and so this is all you you are the brand just just I, I just don't like people who don't say what's right you know what I mean? Like, you know women should get yeah, educated. Yeah. Like, what do you... Like, what do but you that's have to not good for the channel or the con like controversy. Exactly. cash, I guess, is the big... That's it. That's, yeah. the, that's it. Controversy. And I think, in a way, he plays a character. Don't yeah, you think? He's yeah. playing that, like, bad guy from every movie and... Yeah, well, and I... Well, there, I one thing, I, when I read the, the, the comments on that thing, was I thought that... Uh, one young man wrote, and I always check, like, I go into the profile and see, like, yeah... This is a young, like, he has some flexing photos, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like really high up there on um, profile pictures. And uh, he wrote that, uh, well, what did you think was going to happen with, with all this political correctness? And that is an interesting point because, of, because that's why he has been created. Yeah. Because it, everything is so lovey-dovey that someone who comes out, you know, well, you see, like, the, the turn that Dave Chappelle has taken. Mm. It's become more, much more controversial than he was in the 90s or in the 2000s, like early 2000s. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais as well, you know. They, yeah. They've sort of taken this hard turn. Mm. Uh, and I think that is, uh, yeah, if you're a young, angry man and you don't find yourself anyone talking your cause, you know, yeah. you'll follow a guy like that. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, they're sort of never the, the solution to any problem. Young, nah. white, uh, angry men <laughs> nah, <laughs> they're always the problem yeah it seems like there's a lot of them and they just look for some kind of guy to follow for some reason it's, uh, you don't hear about young angry women or maybe you do i don't know but I, it's uh, mostly it's like dudes well they don't i don't think they comment that much you yeah. know you, you they it's, it's always like it's just saturated with the same sort of apologists mm. and most i i think wasn't it like a thing where um if they, I don't know, know the numbers. But say there were ten million comments on all the uh, like uh, news stories over a year, right? Uh, I think ninety-five percent of those are written by twelve people. What? Or something like that. It's a crazy sort of like they're like the the, the troll, the active like that's what I do. I comment on stuff like they. So they sort of control the narrative in these uh, comment fields, I guess you know. Okay, so it's a lot of, a lot of comments are just written by the same type yeah, of yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, or or just the same person. Really. So that opinion will go oh, over yeah. and over, you know. And, you and this was in Norway. I, I, like, oh, that was in Norway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so, but I'm guessing that is the trend. But but what did you say it was? How many comments were written by twelve people? Uh, well, I, I I don't know the numbers exactly, but yeah. it was like a staggering, like ten million and. 
it's written by like the majority of people are not writing these. These are a very small group okay, that so are just maybe they have bots who you know and different accounts or whatever. But yeah. So there's a and this was a Norwegian study. Yeah. And there was a you said twelve people yeah, it was wrote like ten million thir- comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How is that even possible? I don't know. Like. But You'd the, have to have bots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the numbers got to be bigger. Like Twitter, you know, the when they did the uh, Elon Musk uh, vote. Yeah. Should I stay or should I go? Uh, bots could vote on that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, they undoubtedly did as well. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So the amount of comments that you're going to read underneath something in Norway is most... A lot of the times, just written by the a same people, handful yeah. of people, the and that's their thing. They just top comment, comment, hanger comment. Or top uh, commentator. You have a tag on you, yeah. when you when you write a lot of. Yeah, are you a top commentator on no, anything? No, no, I'm a top reader. Yeah, okay. <laughs> are you do you comment on a lot of shit? No, no, but I I I, I look at my comedian friends who do. Yeah, um, and uh, I know one of my favorites is uh, uh, Muhammad. Uh, Basafa. Basafa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he, active. He always pops up somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it's funny just when I, because when I've been performing with him and I know he's been tipsy and then suddenly I see like something in that <laughs> time frame <laughs> yeah. and it's a little bit more raunchy than he would be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, I guess he's trying to be a voice against, you uh, know, he, he, yeah. he is reasonable and uh, often funny in what he writes about him. Yeah. I sometimes, yeah. I, I sometimes can't resist writing things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes it, uh, often what I'll do is I'll write something and then just delete it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you just need to get I it out. I just got to get yeah, it yeah, out. Because yeah, yeah. some, some of the things that you read are so fucking dumb. Oh, there's a perfect joke there. And you go, oh, I could say this and it would be hilarious. And it would go against whatever this narrative is or something like that. Yeah. And then sometimes I write it and then I publish it. And But most of the times I'll just write it and just ju- leave it to myself. But I know sometimes if I write something and it gets like a lot of, positive response haha likes and things like that i go oh, yeah okay i could use this as a bit you know what i mean like here's the premise yeah, yeah. here's the punchline yeah 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 so it, it is sometimes like a good exercise in finding out like you know wh- wh- whether this and shit's gonna you, work and if you see the response but sometimes you know um, but you can get to yeah it's it can be a huge waste of time like a, t- <laughs> a total waste of time yeah just sitting there think and i mean you, you you don't have time to waste man you've got two dogs Two kids, yeah. an active career, yeah. living in fucking bottom, <laughs> got to travel into Oslo. Yeah. Hey, I mean, yeah. yeah. Man, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was mm-hmm. you guys did like an insane amount of shows for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And like every time I looked at, you know, like your post or Marius as it was like, new shows, new shows. new And how many shows did you do? Uh, I, th- I think we ended up with 63 shows in... <sighs> I guess seven weeks. Yeah, that's so many. Yeah. <laughs> so why are you doing like two or th- three a well, night sometimes? The, the first week uh, was sort of that was we started like in the beginning of I don't know if it was the fifth of November or something, mm. and we had just one show a day that week, mm. and then everything doubled after the first week, and then in the third week it was all doubles or triples. So you did triple Fridays, triple Saturdays. So you do ten oh shows a week. My God. Yeah triple shows on Fridays yeah. and Saturdays. Four, six, and eight. Yeah, That's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like being an entertainer on a boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so it's, a, it's an odd, it's an odd experience because you, um, if something doesn't go right or if something, you know, something is a little bit askew 
and then you just go up and you go down and an hour later there's a new audience yeah so it's sort of that weird deja vu that's not a deja and everything looks the same everyone yeah. is in a suit you know yeah the audience is so similar yeah every single time there's a lot of companies and stuff like that so you need to really like stress um just to be in the moment yeah because it'll it'll get you know so loopy the yeah. whole thing it just runs i don't think there's any run in 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 stand up i think or in uh, that's that intense that's that many shows uh over uh, such a short period of time yeah it looks like it was <laughs> non-stop and every time like i would see one of the posts it just said oot sold sold out sold yeah, out yeah. sold out sold out sold out F- few tickets left few tickets left yeah and, and we're I- not a famous group of comedians no. so it's sort of the machine that Lotta has created and uh, just a tradition they, they've been doing this for i don't know 14 years or something so yeah we sold over 10,000 tickets that's crazy which is pretty insane because i think uh, the capacity for each uh uh, event was 163. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of gigs to get 10,000 people it in. It is. Yeah. yeah. So isn't it crazy when you think about like if you have a capacity of 163 to get 10,000 people in, and then you know you could be like Burt Kreischer or somebody and just do yeah. one show yeah. and get yeah. like fucking 10,000 like that. Why we were doing that? I think that was in the beginning. We saw, <laughs> we saw uh, there was uh, Lars and Martin Bayer and uh, They they sold out Oslo Spectrum. Yeah, and that was literally like we were thinking, okay, we maybe sell eight thousand tickets, <laughs> and they did it in three days. Yeah, they have one gig. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's a that's an easier way to work, I think. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, and, and how yeah. how did you end up getting that gig? I can like, did you have a group? like formed before or was there an audition process or how did you guys end up being the ones that did the Christmas show? Well, they they asked uh, me if I wanted to do it. Mm. Um, And I have like, I've I've had a solo show that I've been doing that I have sort of, I just wrote a show during uh, the pandemic just to get some, just to have something to do, just a sense of normalcy, I guess. And, um, and, uh, but that wasn't really like no one, no one ordered that show, you know. And they had a lot of shows backlogged that they needed to, you know, that had like Dogfin Lingbez, DM Blip. These shows have gone for fifty people during the pandemic. So there is so many tickets left unsold or left uh, that have been sold but have not been shown. So so I was sort of like in the back jam, sort of, you know. Yeah. Um. So I'm still doing that show uh, on Lattar, uh, February third. What's, uh, what's the name of the show? Papa Liva. Yeah. Yeah. It's a show about being a father, uh, and a and a fuck up, I guess. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. But, but uh, um, yeah. So uh, what was that talking about? The yeah. So they came to me and they're like, do you want to do that? And I'm like. Okay, yeah, I think that'll be good uh, because uh, you know the the Christmas Julebursesongen uh, in Norway is is a grind as well. Like, the, yeah, it's a grind to do sixty three shows, but it's also a grind to travel every day or every um, every weekend. You know, uh, and that's like doing a tour that has no tour managers because you do these corporate gigs and you can have one gig in Kautokeino on Friday and then it's in Kristiansand. On Saturday, you mm-hmm. know, so it's just a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, that's a grind as well. So you sort of weigh these things up against each other, and then sort of we came into this group finally, those four, 
uh, are the ones that are gonna do it. Like uh, Nora, who is like completely new. She's been at it for like one and a half years. She's never done a corporate gig before. Mm. Now she was gonna do basically 63 corporate gigs on a stage. Uh, so it was very fun to see her progress and um, the way she took it. And uh, me and uh, Marius Torkelsen, who um, we have had a great year together. For, like we didn't plan it at all, but our whole year last year was me and him. It started out with I was um, I was the uh, was it director? Is that what it? Rishi is that yeah, director? Yeah, you yeah, nailed it. Um, of his first solo uh, show. Oh, did you do Fuckboy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do I filmed that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. so we were actually in. Yeah, too. We are, I've, yeah, great show. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we got a gig together writing for a TV show, and then he got in on this show as well. So we've been working the whole year. So it was so great to have him there. He's such a such a funny guy and such a fucking trooper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have uh, another guy who uh, who's called Henrik who plays the guitar. Really, really. Really a good musician, like not just a comedy musician, but a wow, you're a good musician. Um, so it's yeah, it's a fun thing to create, and it has to be fun. Yeah, because if that show is tough to do, mm. then it's sixty-three times yeah. tough to do. Yeah. Tri- triple Friday with a show that's like a slog. I mean, yeah, th- that would be unbearable. We had fun with the show, so therefore it felt easy. Mm. But uh, <laughs> did you have a lot of music in the show? Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, I sing a song. Yeah, yeah. Because I, th- I saw, I, I saw. <laughs> so that's a lot. Yeah. I saw you guys were wearing pink balaclavas and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that was a song, and we we did a spoof on um, Balenciaga. Yeah, nice. Uh, uh, the whole idea was just uh, our director had seen a. I hadn't seen it, but I've seen it now. The. Uh, <laughs> They were on Fredrik Solvang. They were on the button. I saw with, it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. And they were with the masks. And I've never heard this music. You know, I, I hear Peppa Pig. That's what, that's <laughs> what music is in my house. Uh, uh, and they were in a mask and they were talking in that, you know, voice modulation where they have this deep voice. And it's a serious interview. And Fredrik Solvang is there saying, well, you're calling women hoes. What do you mean about that? And they're like, oh, well, we also called boys hoes. Like, <laughs> this is so stupid, you know? When we figured, okay, we do that, we recreate that, and then we also make a group that's uh, that has also stolen its name from a famous uh, you know, clothing apparel. Yeah, yeah. So our group was called Jack and Jones. Oh, nice. Jones with a Z. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gangster. Yeah. Hip-hop. Yeah. So we made that. So that song is on Spotify. It's called Jesus Barna. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's getting some. Uh, we ha- actually had one very cute story. Uh, the one, wh- someone had brought their child to that show, which is not you know mm. recommendable. I guess yeah. he was like eleven. Yeah, and he loved that song. He loves that song so much. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, I think it, so. His um, his his mom was gonna buy something off of Finn. And that was as Marius' uh, wife who sell, sold it. Okay. So when she arrives there, the kid is with her, and he realizes he's in, in the home of one of the Jack and Jones. No way. <laughs> and he goes back to school and says, I've been at their house, Jack and Joseph's house. <laughs> and like 
this doesn't even exist, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? but in his head, he's yeah, like, yeah. I was there. It's not a real band, even, yeah. So, Holy yeah. shit. That's a cool story. Yeah, yeah, we had some fun with that one. Yeah. So it was funny to see the faces of some people when... Because that music is so... Uh, I don't know, I guess vile would be a... I, I mean, it's so... Uh, ra- it's so dirty mm. that music you yeah. know it's uh, it doesn't leave anything to the imagination no 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 it, it's so like and one of the one of the courses is like sug och svalg det är halg yeah how do you how do you parody that yeah. that's the most stupid yeah. that's that's almost nothing yeah. that's really nothing happened in this writing process yeah so we had to go just we went so the the line the chorus line is uh, uh, I want to take cocaine with the child Jesus yeah, okay. Jesus. yeah. Okay. So we went that way. Yeah. We had to go somewhere. We have to go. Yeah. yeah. So it was fun watching old people react to that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, you know what? There's so much music now. You remember like when you listen to a song when you were like growing up, like an Elton John song or like a love song from yeah. like the 60s or whatever. And they were talking about sex and love, but they weren't being explicit. They were like really poetic. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had to like interpret what everything meant. Nowadays, it's just like, I want to fuck you, fuck you. And like <laughs> leaving nothing yeah, up yeah. to the imagination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember I remember Bobby Brown when that song came. Yeah. And I remember I'm too sexy. And we were like, oh my God. That, yeah, is, yeah, that, was, yeah. the most, that was the most crazy song yeah. we've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Did you remember that song, Girl, I Want to Make You Sweat? Girl, I Want to yeah. Make You Sweat. Dude, you can't sweat no more. Exactly. Yeah. And when you cry out. I'm going to push it, push it some more. Look, look it in your big brown eye. Yeah. Dude, that's a song about fucking a chick from behind. Yes. Or anal sex, right? And not very pleasant anal sex. <laughs> no. Uh, when you cry out, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to push it there some is, more. Oh, there is a comedian in Bergen who has that joke. Eivind Prestegård. About that song? Yeah, about that song. Wow. Uh, and uh, they've punched... Now I know why they call it Inner Circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But there, but that was just how it used to be. And like that song there is kind of like this... Probably a point in the evolution where it started to get a little bit more obvious. Yeah. And now it's just so blatant and yeah. explicit that there's no poetry behind it at all. <laughs> there's no room for interpretation. No, no. It's yeah. sort of the Andrew Tate of poetry. It I is. Guess. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like that's kind of something that when I'm doing comedy as well, I try to keep in mind because I've definitely fallen into the trap of being too explicit and too mm. vulgar. But then if I just tone it down a little bit or make it a little bit more like the audience has to make that click for themselves, mm. the joke works so much better. Yeah, I, I, same thing with me. Like I started out and it was like, you sort of wanted to cuss, I guess, or say, you wanted to shock, I think, mm. just to get a reaction. And then you see sort of like when you grow older and wiser as a comedian, you see that if you can tell a story that connects, that is a lot stronger mm. than a bad word or, you know, saying fitta or whatever, mm. you know? Like if you can suck them in, they'll feel it a lot more. Yeah. Uh, and you'd be like, uh, if you want them to like have that, oh, that feeling of embarrassment, that is so much more, if you can tell a story and just bring them in. Yeah. And you don't have to say one bad word yeah. at all. Yeah. So I'm actually become more and more fond of clean comedy. Me too. Yeah. It's, cl- it's I mean, it, it, I think if you're doing a clean set, you have to be a little bit smarter about how you, get laughs about yeah. things because the easy way could just be and then i fucked up yeah, but yeah. you can't say that you but the subject p- matter doesn't have to be clean no but no no, the, no the exactly perform- yeah 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 and that's the beauty of yeah, it yeah. you could tell the most 
explicit yeah. story, but just in a clean way. Yeah. And then it's it's like you know what for me, I feel like it's. Do you remember when you watch a monster movie, and then mm. you don't see the monster that much, and then your mind fills yeah, in yeah, the yeah. blanks, and you get even more terrified. <laughs> yeah. And then the you know, and then then it becomes more real to you. Yeah, it was like paranormal activity. Exactly. You know, that was became huge because almost nothing happens. It, nothing. <laughs> or, or Blair Witch. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's yeah. terrible camera work. You don't see a thing. Yeah. But all, everything around it. So are you telling more stories now in your in your act? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I guess, uh, I think I just write, you know, when you, uh, when I'm a dad, like I had my, uh, my good friend, uh, Ole Su, who's always brutally honest with me. And uh, I, I had an idea, like in the pandemic, when I was trying to write the, the show, I had an idea to make like a history show because I'm, I'm a huge like, history buff. Um, and I had an idea how to do that. I'm not going to spoil that out because I may be doing, doing that later. But, uh, um, but he was like, why are you doing a history show? Why? <laughs> why are you doing that? And I was like, well, you're a father. That's all you are right now. And he's right. Yeah. I have all these stories about being a father. Yeah. So why would you go against the grain and try to make something else. Like, you have this stuff now. You need to get it out now. It's like when you're single, you do a single show, mm. you know? Or um, or do something in that situation. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what happened. I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. My, my puppy woke me up at 4 a.m. <laughs> Your puppy woke you up before? <laughs> yeah. I woke up at 4 a.m. today, too. Mm. Yeah. I'm still jet lagged, man. I just got back from Australia like five days ago. Really? Yeah, I yeah. fall asleep at eight o'clock and wake up at one a.m. in the morning. Last night was because I'm on Australian time. Yeah. Last night I fell asleep at eight thirty and woke up at four. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Eight hours. It's I'll getting take it. there. Yeah, uh, we're yeah, getting yeah, there. Yeah. We're a couple more. A couple more days, and you can feel sort of uh, like a like a blue collar worker. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just gonna go and make a difference today. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go and use my body to earn some cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were talking about using stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, I'm, so I'm writing that show, and it's it's just so like nothing happens. You know, in that period when. Uh, when nothing happened in the pandemic, there was Trump and uh, Corona. That was the two sort of news stories. That mm. was the only thing that happened in the world. Yeah. Uh, and there was no input. You met no new people. It's very hard to write joke, you know, jokes in that sort of... Because, you know, this joke is not going to be said now. It's going to be said a year from now, mm. maybe. You know, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then my, my kid disappeared. Like, he hid and he didn't say... And he wouldn't say where he was. Yeah. And and uh, when I was going to pick up his mom, and so basically, it's a full police oh, helicopter shit. hunt. Dude, that motherfucker's committed. Yeah. So <laughs> literally, there's a helicopter over our house. And he's not, I'm not going to reveal yeah. my position. And then he's just like, ta-da! Oh, that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and that story happened, and it was so traumatic. Of course. But then, like three days later, I sort of summed up the sums of that story. It's like. This is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and to me, when I could like write it out, that became sort of therapy too, because it is a huge like feeling of loss almost when you mm. when something like that happens. And then six months later, my youngest son uh, was watching uh, the cell phone in the morning, and he filmed my wife in the shower, and he put it out on Facebook Live. No, yeah, yeah, that happened. <laughs> How old was he? He was four. No, yeah. <laughs> He didn't know. Because it's not. so intuitive. You just yeah, two yeah. buttons and it's on. 
Oh, that's hilarious. And it was on my Facebook Live. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so we had people like, I don't know if you know this, but your wife is... Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. So those two stories happened. And I was like, well, these, these are bookends. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can use these two. Yeah. And then just fill in. Fill in yeah. the rest. So I, I love telling... Like, that's the, my favorite thing is... You, if you tell a story, you can keep an audience committed for... Like one bit I have now, it's, it, it's 10 minutes. Yeah. It's the same story for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, I like as an, as an audience member too, just to be in one place. Me too. You know, yeah. when it's not ding, 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 and new thing, new thing, new thing. So if you can have a couple of those long ones, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it as is. As a comedian, as, a, as an audience. Yeah, I 100% yeah. agree. Like one of my favorite bits is a Jim Jeffries bit. It's a story where he takes his friend who has cerebral palsy to us to a brothel to have sex and it's a 10 minute bit about that about this dude with i haven't heard that oh it's amazing it's about a dude with special needs who they want to get laid and mm. that's that's his wish you know what is there yeah. anything we could do for you well you know actually i kind of like to have sex and it's a very long bit yeah, but yeah. you get invested yeah, in yeah, it yeah. it's emotional and it's hilarious and I think it, maybe it's a 10, 12 minute bit. Yeah. Like it's real long, but you just want to be there. Because he has like that one with uh, Mariah Carey's birthday. He's doing a corporate at oh, yeah, no, yeah, Mariah yeah. Carey's like husband's birthday. Mm. He's like 70 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a long bit about doing that. And as a comedian, you feel that so much. Like even though you're Jim Jeffries, you're world famous comedian, yeah. and you have to do this shit gig yeah. without a mic, yeah. and they don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's a long. And you are in that moment, and you feel his pain, yeah. you know, for a long time. And yeah. That is, uh, yeah. Did you know who's so, somebody else who's amazing at telling stories? Martin Lepered. Mm -hmm. Like when he tells story, I've seen him a bunch, and he's telling like it all feels like a new story every time, <laughs> and it's so good. Yeah. Like this, he's so good at storytelling. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'll just drag you into this story and you, it could be about fucking, you know, whatever. And you go, damn, I never thought to like, wow, you made that and hilarious. He had, yeah, he has this like instant sort of, um, you feel for him mm. so quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, you sort of like, he's your baby brother. Yeah. Even though he's a lot taller than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited to see his solo show actually. Yeah. yeah it's I, coming up now, yeah. It's coming up soon. Dude, there's a lot of people doing solo shows. I, I was thinking Woo! about it like I don't think there's ever been such a like plethora of people and it's I think that's a really good sign that it's a lot shorter. Uh I remember I did my first uh, solo show when I've been doing comedy for 5 years mm. and people were like what the like, so I heard some people were mad. Like, mm. why would you be mad? Like, yeah, this yeah. doesn't, because it's sort of you haven't earned it yet. Yeah. But now it's, you know, if you are, a, if you're a good, or, you know, a writer who writes a lot, there's no, and maybe you have some background in, um, um, in acting, like, so you can act out your bits. There's one thing, if you have no acting experience or whatever, so you just have to do like one-liners, mm. it's very hard to write a solo show within the first three years of your career. But if, if you know something about storytelling and you know how to act stuff out, then suddenly you have an hour. Yeah. You know? And uh, there's no better tool to become a better comedian than to try to do an hour and see how you do. You know? Yeah, I can imagine. I, yeah. I feel like it's very difficult to judge the ability of a comedian until you go over 30 minutes. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you do five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. I think like, yeah, yeah you, I can see that you're good or I feel good about this. You're a good club comedian. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. when they drag you into like the 45th yeah. minute and you're still there or like by the time they hit like 50 minutes and like they're going to close it out with like a killer story mm. or something. That's when you get to really. That see. is the like the forty minute mark. That's I talk to Marius about that a lot, mm. and for myself, you yeah. know, funny when you're directing and you're also doing the stuff yourself, you forget to tell yourself. Mm. But forty minutes out, you're sort of tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the audience is also so you need to sort of embrace that now we're in a little bit of a transport period, or I don't think that's the right word, but like now we we're just gonna. We're just gonna you know, go ab- about a little bit because the big uh, closer is coming. Yeah. Uh, and you probably had a big story about halfway, mm. you know, mm. uh, about half an hour. You've, because you've had the start where you hopefully you get a lot of laughs and then you have to calm it down a little bit, tell some longer stories, and then you build up to one. And then you have to have that, that joke or that story that's relaxing to say, mm. sort of, and relaxing to listen to. Uh, because it's going to be a crescendo mm. at the end here, you know? Mm. And uh, that's when you really need to just find yourself in the moment on stage and just be, okay, I'm going to, I'm committed to um, uh, entertain even now when it's probably the least funny part of the show, mm. when they're least, like, okay, we've been up, we've been down, now we're sort of, hoof, okay, I need to get a beer. Yeah. You know, that's when you, that's when the work sort of starts, you know? Yeah. Because everybody can close, yeah. everybody can start, but to keep them, that's, yeah. the, that's the difficult part, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it's got to be similar to, you know, when you're uh, listening to a DJ play a set? Like, mm. let's say, like, you're in a club or something and there's a DJ playing. He can't just play fucking bangers nonstop. People are going to get exhausted. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to play like, yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. this is a cool song. And then, okay, now we're just mellow and mellow and mellow. But as the performer, you are the symphony. Yeah. Like you, you really are. You're, you're the DJ. Yeah. But you also have a limited amount of like energetic output. And yeah. if you're just going at a hundred, yeah, you can't Then, the, that, then yeah. the close, the where finale, do you go from here? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but I've seen, you know, uh, and uh, you know I don't uh, like to invoke his name because I'm sort of boycotting him because he crushed my heart. But uh, I saw uh, I saw Louis C.K. do hilarious the tour. Mm. And he did that here. And that show was about, I don't know if it was, one hour, 45 minutes. And I remember just laughing myself hoarse. Mm. I remember, like, because I, we, we, I sort of had a 40-minute theory then, too. And this is, you know, 10, 11 years ago. And just say, okay, then you know someone who's just world class. Yeah. Sort of when, when all these, like, rules and the stuff that we think about is like, ah, oh, it's not him. Like, you go see Bill Burr. And it's just this flawless flow of jokes that's, you know, insane. Like, those rules don't apply to that level of skill, Yeah, I guess. That's like know. black belt skill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a magician just... And also, it's them. It's sort of when, you, when your voice is that established. Mm. Uh, like, I do my solo show, and I'm back there. My name, my face is on stage at Lotta. Mm. And people come up to me two minutes before the show. Where's the bathroom? They think I work there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah okay. Because <laughs> I'm that, you know, you're at my show. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, actually, that, that is a funny story. The first time I heard your name. Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting and I'm having this, uh, I was working a script on this um, TV show. And I met this uh, celebrity. And he's from the same place as I am. Yeah. Right? And it turns out he's actually 
like lived on my uncle's farm <laughs> and he's from both places where my grandparents are from like this is a really small place in the western part of norway yeah and uh, so i asked him so who's your favorite comedian and he goes uh, inia james I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I was, and I just saw your name sort of uh, in a podcast. I'm like, yeah, okay. And he's like, yeah, he's really like, uh, you know, he's, he's out there. He's a uh, uh, course or whatever. And then during our talk, we talk about an hour more. And then he realizes who I am. Yeah. And he's oh, yeah. Yeah, I like you too. <laughs> That's how unknown I am. Okay, okay. <laughs> the people talk to me for two hours yeah. before they realize it's me. Oh, wow. <laughs> who was the guy? Uh, his, uh, what's it? What's his name, man? Uh, Aud- Adrian Salvol. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 Adrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dude, did you see what happened to him? Yeah. Wow. Wasn't yeah, yeah, that yeah. crazy? Yeah. He's that's one lucky dude. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. We we we, we worked uh, that show that's coming on Dagblad TV. It's gonna be a really fun show about right, like reality legends and stuff, and we. It's not just that. Like he has had close encounters with death. I don't know six times or mm. something. Like skiing and just hitting his knee in his face while yeah yeah oh. wow just some horrible stuff yeah yeah I saw that video like but a really nice guy yeah yeah awesome dude super cool guy uh, he uh, when he did this I think he was doing a backflip off a fucking well he wasn't doing something. anything I think he just fell yeah he was supposed he was supposed to do, supposed to do a backflip <laughs> yeah. but his feet were slippery oh, and then I he mean, just he told us about the and he oh. just hit I think he like it's he didn't get a concussion even no that's that's but good he, but I think he hit his. Something. I think he landed on his neck or is the side yeah. of his neck or something because he wore like, he ended up yeah. on, on the edge yeah. of a pier and then he fell into the water which was probably a couple of meters beneath that yeah. and the height that he did that slip from yeah. was probably two or three meters from yeah. the pier like Something it was like high yeah. so he flipped back and then cracked his shoulder and his neck and then fell into the water yeah. and if he had a hit his head and fell into the water he probably would have been dead because yeah, yeah. you, if you're unconscious on the water, like I don't, it's very difficult for people to anyway, dive it and was, save you. It was late at night, so probably a lot of drunk people around. Exactly, so, yeah. dude. I saw that video, man, and I just, uh, I actually, I saw him in Berg, and he came to a show, and he yeah. was still wearing the neck brace and yeah. everything like that. And but he did not want to, he did not want to fucking chill out, man. I was like, what do you, what are you gonna do next? He goes, oh, I got a show in Buda. <laughs> Well, I'm going to like perform at a festival for yeah. 10,000 people. Everybody says I should take it easy, but I'm going to go out there with a hospital gown on. I'm going to have this machine. I'm going to fucking rock it. I'm like, yeah. all right, dude. He's just that guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that is a lot of lot of energy. A lot yeah. of energy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but uh, yeah, a, a sweetheart. Yeah. He's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. 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 Really nice. Shit. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah so you yeah. have some fans out there. Dude, I got some fans. I got some... Uh, and I, I think it's... Um, I don't know how to like. I, I don't think I have a huge following when it comes to my comedy, but I always feel like when somebody comes up to me after the show and they says, oh, "I really enjoyed your performance," or "You were really funny tonight," it means so much to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like just the guy at the bar at the club afterwards, or yeah. "Hey, you were really good tonight." Like I always feel like that is such a um, an honor to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. And sometimes what, sh- which is kind of weird, uh, is sometimes I'll do a performance. This happened just before Christmas. I, I did a show and I felt like I fucking, oh, I fucked it all up. I didn't feel great about it. 
and I, I was kind of like uh, low on myself. And then when I left, like somebody on the stairs said, hey, great show. And then somebody else said, hey, great show. And the other comedian I was there was like, you know what? You shouldn't be so down on yourself because you're going to ruin it for them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Because so, they don't know like the standards we set on ourselves, which are always higher than exactly yeah, almost every time. Yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> man. But um, that's something I'm trying to get better at. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like I'm okay with it, like divorcing my emotions from uh, what I think is failure and from what I think is like super successful. I just always try to yeah. be like, no matter what, if I go on stage and I murder. Okay, you just did your job. Yeah. And if I go on stage and I fail, hey, you just did your job. There is a sort of sobering thing that if you... I remember when we were in Adatra mm. and just killed, just, you know, just a slamming set. And I can't remember who told me this. It was Yuna. But like, yeah, you know what just happened? I'm like, yeah, I just fucking killed. Yeah, in front of 50 people. You could have bombed and nothing would be different in your career. Mm. And that is sort of true. Like... And that sort of hype, I, I can understand a young comedian when you go out and you have this sort of, when you're in that shape, you know, and that goes up and down. Sometimes you just have that, now I'm just on a roll, I have two months, all the gigs are going to fly. These new jokes, sort of before they rot, every joke has their sort of, like where they're just ripe mm. and they're just boom, boom, boom. Mm. I don't know if something about the time source, and, and just you, because you sort of always change them a little bit around the way, you know. And then, but nothing really happens. You know, you can bomb, you can... And that's a good thing to remember when you have to write new jokes. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, of course, you should always care if you, if you do, but, but that can't, you can't live your life and worry about... You can't go home and be sad about it. No, no, know? no. And it takes a while to get out of your system. Yeah, it yeah. does. But stage trauma is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like when you get that traumatic... Sitting in the bombing. car, <gasps> and you get oh. that sort of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like sometimes like yeah. a week or two later, a month later, I'm lying in bed next to my girlfriend and I relive it and I just go, fuck. Why did I say just, that? It, yeah, why did I say that? <laughs> and she's like, what are you, what's yeah. the matter? I go, oh, I, just, I, I said I did a month ago. I think like uh, about when, you, when you're hosting, you mm. know, when you're a bit of a compare and then some sort of comeback you should have said, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And you did that as a kid, like when someone had been bullying you and you, ah, oh, that's what I should have said. Yeah. This is like, as a grown-up, it's almost more demeaning to yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had one of those, uh, yeah, this weekend. I was hosting this weekend at Lata, and I was just, I, I sat on a bus on the way home. I was like, yeah, that's what I should have said. Mm. And, um, but then you're like, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Let's go eat. Yeah, 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 nice. You need to shake it. Where, where are you performing mostly these days? Is it Lata? And it's, other uh, venues around the country. Yeah, uh, I mean, like now, when I've had my kids and uh, we live here, I, I I try not to travel as much. Yeah, um, but um, so it's it's sort of difficult. And I remember this when uh, we had other comedians living in Oslo. That it's hard to book. You know, it's hard to travel uh, to do little clubs. For not that much money, if you have two days away and you need a babysitter and you need, you know. Um, but now my kids are finally a little bit older, like they're getting up to that age where it's not that, so I can travel a little bit. So I'm I'm home to more clubs just all around Norway. Yeah, because I love like I love doing stand up and I really love doing club stand up and just being out uh, in from from the from Hammerfest to sort of Lindesnes, like just traveling and just meeting the young new comedians that sort of pop up. Now I feel everywhere has a little bit of a, 
uh, stand-up community, you know? It's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, but mostly now I'm, I'm doing my... Papa Liv is coming to Latta now at, uh, in February, the first week, and then uh, one more in March, uh, second week of March. And uh, the rest of that is just uh, gigs in Oslo, just uh, Josefinas and... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Dude, I'm doing a show at Nia now. Really? Yeah. What kind of show? It's a comedy smackdown. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I talked to. Is it roasting or is it? Dude, it's whatever you want. So do you know the concept? I don't know. If it, like, uh, it's not against each. You're just one guy on stage, right? And then they vote. Yeah. So it's one guy on stage. So let's just say it's you know you and Marius or something. Mm. You do your five minutes. He does his five minutes. If you want to roast Marius, you can. Mm. And if Marius wants to roast you, he can. Yeah. Then uh, the audience just votes, and then you go through to the semifinals, and then if you win, then you go through to the finals, and then that's it. Kind of fun. Yeah. What What I noticed about what the first time that we did it was that the when uh, in the semifinals when Espen and uh, Sivrit roasted each other, people loved that shit. Yeah. And we had Eunice was there as well, and then like he came up on stage and I go, "Do you like the concept?" He goes, "Yeah, but I would like to see a bit of roasting." And then the audience were kind of like hungry for it. And then, you know, and then like Esper and Sivert, they roasted each other a little bit. Yeah. But it's mostly just material. Okay. Yeah, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So that's, I'm pretty excited about doing that. So that's going to be yeah, dope. Yeah. Having a show at New and then, I don't know, man. It would be nice to fucking, yeah, just get one one good show going every yeah. month yeah. there. It's like such a good venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. so nice, though. And I love that. Like, I've, I've been there a couple of times and uh, it's starting to become a little bit like that in... Uh, at Latta again now, because when I was starting out, you know, uh, at Latta after the gigs, like all the people that had had done like corporates uh, came down and we we had a beer at Latta, mm. right? And now everyone had has had kids, yeah, <laughs> that's sort of in that sort of age. Um, but now I notice they're sort of coming back and starting to do that a little bit again at Latta, and also uh, there's a lot of comedians hanging out uh, at Nya, and I love that, you know, like. That's the one thing I miss uh, always. Is, is you want to hang out with comics. I mean, it's, it's the, the best. best thing. Yeah, it's the in, best in the world. You can yeah. just sit there and be entertained. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I like that we have that sort of environment here. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, yeah. I live very close to New, and even if I'm not performing, I'll just go down there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't fucking. There's nothing happening. I'm, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna just go down. Or if I'm performing somewhere else, I'll just go to New and then yeah, just so hang out. But it's like you said, man, like that community of comedians, it's so valuable. Yeah. Like, and just hanging out with people that are genuine about, you know, the friendship that you have mm. and that you're in this thing together. And I'm sort of like, this is my sport. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so, an athlete. Yeah, so you can sort of just nurture, you know, if you move, you know, I, I would just, uh, uh, that premise, you need to have one more sentence of explaining and, and the punch will pop more, you mm. know? It is a... It, it is an art, you know, and when uh, um, you can talk to people who like, oh yeah, you know, you see, if you can help someone just to see that, oh yeah, yeah, that'll work, and then uh, uh, two weeks go by and they say, I used that, mm. it 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 worked, you know, that's such yeah. a good uh, thing, and then uh, that's what how Bergen came up was that people helped each other, yeah, the stand up Bergen, we all sort of pitched in, and there were no stars, you know, there was just just let's have a good night. So yeah. people wrote on each other's jokes, and uh, uh, I think maybe that is starting to happen. 
in in Oslo too. And I, I think then every so. big one becomes better. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Like at the level that I'm at, like with the you know the group of performers, everybody's really supportive and really helpful. Mm. And you know, what I mean? we don't really organize that much to get together and like right or whatever but when you're hanging out having a beer of course the conversation is just going to go towards <laughs> yeah. hey i saw you perform tonight what have you changed yoda to admiral p or what mm. if you did this to that yeah but you know what something i don't that's so an odd joke yoda to admiral p <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that was a real that reference <laughs> can be interchangeable i don't know what, <laughs> this is a weird but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both talk special <clears throat> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know one of the things that I kind of don't understand sometimes? Sometimes I don't understand why something is funny. Do you know when you just yeah. say something and people just love it? And you, yeah. It doesn't, you know, why, why that thing? I, I, I've had it, like, one of the biggest punches in my show, in an hour show, mm. was a line I did not intend to be funny. Exactly. And that is an odd thing, like, because uh, when I, I told about my, my kid failed my wife, so the prelude to that is that he gets up at 4.30 every night. Mm. Every night he wakes up at 4.30 and he stands next to my bed. And I would always say this just in a casual manner uh, that he would say, no, I'm morn. It's morning time, you know. But then one day, I, I don't know, I just had some a little bit of bass in it and I did not intend for his... So I said, no, I'm morn. And they just exploded. And I went to the sound guy like, they really, that's a joke, that. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that is a shoot. And then I did it. I did a little bit more on the next, and it was just like, okay, that's an applause break now. Huh. You know, yeah. and it's just okay for because I'm not a I'm not an actor. I've only been doing comedy, only yeah. stand up comedy. Mm. So using my voice or using uh, my uh, you know antics or you know movement mm. is sort of an unknown to me. Mm. And so when you suddenly realize that, okay, just a move. With your hand, that's a joke too. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like if you saw Kalle Hallevang på det är inte lovande på hitta. You see someone, he's funny with his whole body, mm. even his mouth too, but every part of his body is funny. Uh, and uh, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years, and it's slowly I'm starting to, you know, learn that as well. Yeah, but that is yeah, that's a treat when that happens. It know? is, and isn't it's it? just oh, just a free joke. Right I know, hey. you just get it. <laughs> And you go, yeah. oh my, that's not yeah. even the, if yeah. you like that, just wait until you hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but it is weird, man. Like, because, you know, I'll say a few things every now and again, and then like, like the exact same experience that you just described. Yeah. And you just go, huh, <laughs> I wonder why. Well, they decide. Yeah, they decide. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shit, you've been doing comedy for 15 years. Yeah. That's a long time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get into comedy because you were fucking always the funny dude in school or? Well, <laughs> I guess it's. There's a lot of bad life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Always is. Up until that point, you know, I was, but it started out when I was 25. Mm. And I, I, you know, managed to uh, fuck up quite a few things. Yeah. Um, like other jobs? And yeah, other it's just weird. Like I, I've been a manager for a professional counter-strike team. Oh, shit. Yeah. Bam. So I've been in Korea twice on tournaments. I mean, it. It's an odd life. Wow. <laughs> but because you have an odd life, and I've never told that story on stage, yeah. by the way. So, we, But when you have experienced odd things that most people have not, yeah. uh, that are not necessarily pleasant, yeah. that is often a good base for comedy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, st I started out because my, my life was in a shitter, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I wanted to go back to studies, and uh, I was not at all 
like my life and in that fall of 2006 i started in april 18th 2007 uh and that fall i had like a meeting with my family it's like a low point like they're sort of like okay we need like they sat me down and had a talk like you need to do something here to get your life organized and then i saw my buddy thomas nassa who's a comedian in bergen he was going to do a show and then i went to see him and i was like i was so jealous so i i uh, i called my dad and said i'm going to be a stand-up comedian and it's it's all going to work out Mm. And then my dad, this is my, you know, as a father, my fucking moment when he said, I've no, done nothing but disappointing for the last seven years at this point. And he's go, I know you will. You're going to be great. You know, that sort of backing up. And uh, and it did. Like six months before you debut. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know this is going to be great? You know? Yeah. Uh, and it's such a, so if you make it sort of like, I'm not a famous comedian at all, but I've been making a living off of this for 11 years. Mm. And that's that's a life hack right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a full-time comedian. Yeah. 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 For 11 years. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, uh, and that's making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, it didn't take you long to do that then. If you've been doing comedy for 15 yeah. years, and then you were four yeah. years in, and then you switch over to full-time. I, yeah, I moved to Oslo. Yeah, and, that's, uh, a, that's I mean, because you look at like a university degree, three yeah, years, yeah, yeah, four yeah. years, and then you get the job. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow, so you got into comedy because you were at a point in your life where you were like, okay. Yeah. Things are kind of fucked. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. But you know what? I think you were lucky that you went for the thing that you wanted to do. Yeah. Because there are so many people that find themselves in this low point, and then they switch over to something that they think is the acceptable thing to do. But you Ooh. still took a chance on something which had a very high chance of failure. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean like, at least on paper. Yeah. And stand up then was not what it is now. Like no there were so few comedians. 2007? Seven, yeah. We, we were the same comedians. Yeah. Like the first year at the, uh, at that time they had a festival uh, at Lata mm. and they had a newcomers night. Mm. That was one night. And the whole, con- if you did well there, you got one spot at one night at Lata that sort of fall or whatever. Mm. Uh, and we were so few comedians that many people were n- newcomers the next year as well. Yeah. Like there weren't any new ones coming in. No. Um, but we had a batch from Bergen that started uh, just when I started. Yeah. And uh, three years later, we had a new batch. That's when Ole and uh, Jan Tore and Stian Blip started. And then a couple of years later, we had a new batch with Shurkoppen and Eric Hukos, So, uh, But I we were first. And yeah. then you get more stage time you yeah, know of course. so so i think it didn't take a long time but at the same time there wasn't that much competition so you got to be on stage mm. and you got to learn how to do it you yeah. know yeah and so that it doesn't matter how many years it matters how many times you've been on stage exactly you know? so yeah you can uh, in london if you are a working newcomer newcomer comedian you can do 120 a year yeah. you know you just a backpack and do four a night yeah uh, in the weekends you know you can't do that in Norway, but if you travel like I did, I, I traveled a lot, yeah, and for no money, no, and just to get the experience. You know, you come over here and you get, you do Datra and Josefinas. Yeah, I think my total pay was six hundred and twenty kroners, and the train ticket was you know eight hundred. Yeah. So, so how you, how how, how did you end up then, after four years, being able to earn enough money to 
do this full time? Was it corporate gigs? Yeah, well, I was hadn't, it... I hadn't earned like uh, I, uh, I figured like it, it was just an attempt, really. It, it wasn't like okay, now I'm moving to Oslo permanently because yeah. I had an apartment that I owned in Bergen. Yeah, because right? I started twenty five. A lot of these kids now they start when they're nineteen. You know, I yeah. had you know I was sort of an established adult. So I moved into this uh, collective. Uh, <laughs> I mean, gee, just the living standards just plummeted, you know, yeah. <laughs> with the shutter down outside in the stairwell. I mean, yeah, 15 minus degrees, you know. And um, uh, I just, I, I got, I got, had a gig doing like crowd warm up at a TV taping. Oh, cool. So I knew that that was, I had rent money for three months. So I knew that. Mm. So I knew I wouldn't starve if I moved here. And that's the sort of thing you... Uh, Oslo has all the television companies, mm. almost all of the radio stations, the biggest stage. That, 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 you know, it, there wasn't a lot of clubs then. It was, it was not Josefinas, it was Victoria Theater. And it was uh, that what became Josefinas. And uh, Datra and Latta. Those were the only three gigs in Oslo. Mm. No other gigs. Now you can do a gig a, a day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and maybe two and three. You know. Uh, so so yeah. So I figured like how to get most stage time was doing that. So yeah. Yeah. I, I went hard. Like when you when you finally find something you're good at, you know, you just I'm gonna yeah, yeah pursue this. Wow. So you 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 loved it as soon as you got into it. And you were just naturally good at it, or you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I loved it, but I also, I, I guess I, I worked hard, I guess, but, but not really. No. I, I never considered it work, sort of. No. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so it was odd when people were like, "Oh, you work so hard." Well, having coffee, <laughs> <and> <laughs> talking shit, you know. Yeah. And then doing it, recreating that on stage. I mean, it's not that hard, I guess. Nah. Um, but, but that's the one thing that yeah. I, that's that's what I think is always the key to success in something. If you really love something, you're going to be good at it. Yeah. And sometimes you just have a natural talent for things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, music or comedy or performance or mathematics, yeah. you just have a natural talent for something. And then when you really find something that you can use as an outlet for that yeah. talent that you enjoy, like the conditions are there for you to yeah. thrive. And you know, I've, I, I've, you know, I got like a lot of, you know, friends and people that I know that have, at this point now, where they go, fuck, I put my talent to work into something that I wasn't really passionate about, mm. and now I'm like in my forties and I just want to fucking jump ship. Yeah, you know what I mean. But now I have this loan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I have this loan, yeah, and yeah. we just bought a Tesla, and yeah. the <laughs> wife wants a new cabin. Yeah. But I feel like I always feel like, like you said, it's I a chose life a puppy. Hack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a cute puppy. Yeah, but yeah, shit, man, that's a crazy story, though, huh? Yeah. But I love hearing stories like that, yeah. you know. And uh, and you know, another reason that I wanted to ask you about that was because uh, when Marius announced that he was going to go full time as a comedian at the beginning of last year. Mm. I was like, all right, nice. Now we get to watch this process yeah, unfold yeah, in yeah. real time. I think everyone, a, a lot of people in Europe thought the same thing. Like, yeah. This is a very interesting project. A very interesting yeah. project. And yeah. we get to see how, like, what's the process and how's it going to go. And mm. I think I had him on the podcast in, like, maybe May or June or something. It was kind of the mid midway point. I was asking him, how's it going financially? And he said, yeah, he was, like, doing comedy, but then supplementing with, like, yeah. working on 
other things. Well, he has an education, you know. <laughs> he's a very, very put together individual. He, and, uh, he, he's very yeah. smart. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah. he's, you know, one thing that he said that was like, kind of like uh, stood out to me. I go, do you think some people are natural fun, naturally funny or do you, do you think they have to work at it? And he said that he doesn't feel like he's like has these funny bones and then he has to, he has to kind of like, you know, construct jokes and humor like just you know like a formula or like a mm. kind of like a an intellectual approach and then when i saw his show like fuck boy which you directed mm. it was so well put together like mm. the 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 beginning and then the end and like mm. man my girlfriend was in the audience and then after after she after after the show i came out and she was crying she was crying and i go are you okay <laughs> and she goes yeah i'm just really it was a really emotional show because he said he wanted to rap and he got to rap <laughs> marius got to rap he's yeah. a rapper yeah and i go oh shit <laughs> it like it pulled on her yeah. heartstrings yeah. like the whole journey of the show yeah. like it was so well designed yeah well yeah. i i mean like i directed it yes but he you know he's such a treat to work with yeah and uh, um it was not, you know. I, I think, I think it was just a collaborative. Just he had the whole setup, and then we just it was a couple of, you know. He is a very, very clever man. Yeah. Um, and also the 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 we were, we've been talking about like like maybe he's not that sort of natural like alpha male sort of just the funniest guy at the pre party sort of dude. Mm. Uh, but he works twice as hard so he's gonna get there before those yeah. guys and uh, and I think also his natural funny bones have been become a lot better yeah like you know w when you do like now you do 63 shows that's a lot of that's an I think that's three days on stage mm. you know you're gonna say something new just to entertain yourself you you're gonna become a lot more loose yeah you know a lot more yourself um so so yeah yeah it's a it's a treat to work with. Yeah. Dude, that's a lot of XP. And uh, if anybody's listening, I know Marius. I think he's finished doing the show, the Fuckboy show. Maybe he's gonna do a couple more. But we filmed it, and Marius has the he has the he has the video file. So I think he's gonna release like some clips, and then hopefully he's gonna mm. put it on YouTube. But definitely check it out because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Shit, dude. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? I got to turn these cameras off before the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, thank you for uh, doing this. I mean, it's a nice uh, little uh, to get to know uh, comedians in Norway in English. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's cool. <laughs> it's funny to see him talk. Uh, yeah, so, it, it it is. It's yeah, kind yeah, of weird, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's so many comedians that like you just know through speaking Norwegian, <laughs> and then now all of a sudden, like we're all talking English. Yeah. yeah. And you sort of hear these stories that you have heard before. Yeah. A lot of the times when you've been in the business. And then yeah. you sort of, oh, yeah, that, that's a new story there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I love doing the podcast. I, I, do you do a podcast or anything? No. I, d I did one. Uh, me and uh, Ole Su did uh, a lot of podcasts. Mm. And then the pandemic came and we couldn't see anyone. And it was just like, there was nothing to talk about, really. Because we did news every week. Yeah. And there was no news. No. So I just... Uh, and uh, also my kids were home yeah the of course kindergarten was closed so, so they sort of died on the vine there yeah but you know it would be uh, great to start something again now uh, that uh, 
yeah, life is becoming a little more chill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, for anybody listening, when did you say, when's Papa Leva? When's that? Um, it's uh, at Lattar. It's the 3rd of February, I think. And then it's 6th of March. Um, so yeah, so it's and it's uh, just a couple of tickets left. So if you want to come see that, I I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, all right, brother. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. Mwah.